It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Josh Levine with Great Mondays Radio. I am so excited to have Alex Masters Gessling on. She is the Senior Director of uh, Live Fan Care at EA. She has been there forever and has created some amazing, amazing programs. And we're going to talk to her today about um, how she pitched this original idea of creating an employee engagement team and how she's kind of pulled that through her entire time there and how that has had an incredible impact on how their customers uh, get treated today. Alex, thanks for coming on. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Alex, you started as uh, someone who was in executive communications and were brought on to really t to, to EA years, eight years ago to um, build out a, a, to be communications in some capacity. But you, um, it sounds like fairly quickly decided that actually what, what the company really needed was uh, an employee engagement team. Tell me about how that came about and how you kind of saw that. And then how did you, how did you convince them? How did you pitch that? <laughs> My experience had been working with C-suite execs on their internal and external communication strategy. And I was at a tech company. We made hardware and software. It was pretty dry. And I got recruited to come to EA in the customer experience organization. And I was really excited about it. I started and I was like, oh, I don't think anyone explained what I was walking into because it was such a different environment. We make amazing video games and there's a lot of entertainment value. Like it is a fun company to work with, work at and work with. Like we have good assets. We have, a, you know, a good tone. There's a lot of creative freedom we could take that I had never had previously. So they hired me as a strategic comms manager, customer experience, there were some things that were pretty simple, you know, playbook items that you just rolled out. How do we do regular all hands? How do we get more information flowing? How do we make org changes communicated better? Like all of that stuff that I knew how to do really well. My boss, who's the VP of customer experience, had just become the VP. And he's been there like 28 years at this point. And I pitched him on employee engagement because we had contact centers at that time. We had our advisors in-house in Austin and Galway primarily. And those are people that are taking calls or were taking calls all day, every day. We've since changed our model, but that's a hard job and it needs to be fun. And so we have games launching all the time, particularly this time of year. It's when all of our sports games launch. It's when all of our FC fans need to get help. And so how did we needed to invest in really building an engagement program? And that's when you and I met with the culture code. And so that's something I've continued to go back to of what's our vision? What are our values? What are our purpose? And we're fortunate that we work at EA and we have a lot of those things. We have really clear values. We have clear vision. We're here to help the world play. You know, there's a lot of inspirational work there, but there weren't 
programs, like there weren't rituals and recognition to really back that up. And so that's where my team played this kind of like auxiliary role where if HR is over here, we would build bridges to our population because our population was different than most of the company. Most of the company are game developers, and that's really the target audience of most programs. And so we built this other team that was comms and engagement focused. I had separate teams at the time. And then over the years, combined those teams because particularly once we moved to work from home, you just couldn't separate comms and engagement. They're right. really so intertwined. And I think people that are not so skilled in the engagement world tend to lean on swag, parties, perks, and you really need somebody who's super strong communicator, but is also really creative and can make it stick. And so that's where the skill set has shifted over the years. Since then, I've added all of the enablement functions for our frontline teams, so quality, process, learning and development, coaching, things like that, and am now responsible for all of those frontline teams. And so we have our more senior teams internal, we have some frontline teams external, and our model has changed, but our focus on culture and empowerment and enablement and recognition hasn't. Is there a way for your team to kind of say, hey, this is what happened. This is how I fixed it. Is there, you know, yay, big success or some sort of celebration to kind of expand that impact? Totally. So until recently, I had internal comms and experience, and this has been like the biggest change for me because that's what I've been doing for the last 15 years in some way. But I had an amazing team that did some really good programs. And so some things that I think set us apart from a standard team was the integration of insights. We have a fabulous analytics and insight team, and we would use their insights in all of our communications. So our team members knew what they were working on, what the benefit was, what the impact was. Like they really saw the quantification of their work and that fed through all of our communications. We have a really good weekly newsletter that has an 86% open rate. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, that's right. insane. Credit to you. <laughs> it's awesome. And like, it gets better every week. We also have a manager communication brief that goes out every Monday, and that has a like 96% open rate. And they will also hunt you down if you don't open it and ask you why. Well, you're not oh, yeah. You're, if you're going to threaten people, then that I understand. Yeah. Stronger text. But it's a recap. You know, like nobody wants email, but this is your one email that tells you everything you need to know. It's like, hey, here's all the HR stuff you've got to do. Here's a note from leadership about something that's going on right now. Here's something interesting that you need to know. That has really high uptake. And then we have like a 99% uh, utilization rate of our recognition program. So God. we, um, yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. Like, you know, Abby Eaton, she stood this up for us many years ago and we had kind of a monopoly money system at first. And it used to be really heavy and hard to staff and, Cumbersome. Now it's not. It's really easy. We use Bonusly. We have for years, but everyone in our customer experience organization and some other organizations across EA now have picked it up. It's integrated with Workday. 
people use it. And like I go in on a weekly basis. I look at my meetings for the week and I think about who I need to shout out and people love it and save their stuff, you know, save their bucks so that they can buy something that they want. And we have such high participation rate. It's like 99% of people are giving recognition. I think 96% of people are getting recognition. Like the stats are just, the stats that that team generates are across the board, way, way, way above average. That's incredible. Okay. Okay. So how, how did you get there? That's, that's amazing. Those numbers are almost literally unbelievable. Um, are you, so, so you just, okay. So let's, I want to, I just kind of want to peek behind the curtain a little bit. You say, all right, so I'm looking at my weekly meetings and these are the things that are coming up and these are the people that I'm meeting with. And that's who I need to say, Hey, you're doing a good job. Like, tell me, tell me what that system's like. I want to, I want to kind of nerd out a little bit. For sure. It kind of looks like Twitter used to. So I would say at Josh Levine, plus five, hashtag one of our values, our values as a company, like creativity, determination, pioneering, things like that. Music to my Thank ears. you for hashtag pioneering this initiative to stand up, you know, the latest and greatest newsletter. I really appreciate all the work you're putting into this and how you're bringing people along in the process. I might add a fun GIF. People can add on to it and really amplify that, add their own commentary, and things really start to get rolling and people get noticed there. We also celebrate anniversaries there. You can put your birthday in if you want to, but people like it because it's fun. It's a, People want to give that thanks. Mm, like yeah. I think it's as beneficial for the giver as it is for the receiver, and it's yeah, public. exactly. And so there's like a really good feeling that it generates that, I haven't seen other more one-sided recognition programs like submit somebody's name for this contest. Like those are important. We have those too. They serve a role, but the immediate gratification and the ability for anybody in the organization to give anyone cheers, we call it cheers, is it. And that is, it, it's been successful since we implemented it and the utilization has stayed high the whole time. Is it its own own little platform? You said it's integrated with with Workday. Like, where does it show? Is it? Do you use like a yeah. Slack or a team integration or something like that? So we have it integrated with Slack, and we use Bonusly as the platform. But most people go to the web interface and just okay. use it there. That's the okay. easiest way to do it. I have it always open. Yeah, and so I'll go do. in, do that thing. Yeah, if something pops up. As a manager, I can get a report of everybody on my team and the cheers that they've gotten. Honestly, will nudge me if I haven't um, recognized someone on my team for a while, which is cool. They have good stats in it too. So you can see like the breakdown by values. You can see who's getting a lot of cheers. And as a manager, it's really interesting to see the kind of cheers that people get. And sometimes it's interesting, like not in the good way of like, they're getting a lot of recognition for people for doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Like it's not their job. And oh, you know, you're like, oh, okay. You know, like particularly with like a coordinator type role, you're like, oh, oh, okay. That's interesting insight that I probably wouldn't have gotten elsewhere, but this is why you're not getting to this other big, important thing because you're doing this other thing that generates a lot of kudos. So that's kind of a, a fringe case, but no, but that's really interesting, right? Like the incentives are kind of 
switch. And so you have to somehow go in and correct that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what happens if someone, do you have to tag uh, a value, right? That's the, that's the, that's the ideal, right? Yep. You have to reward values, driven yeah. behaviors. Um, what happens if someone doesn't, is that okay? Is that something that you track? You can't, you cannot hit enter if you don't have it associated with one of our hashtagged words. So we have our values. We also have peak hero peak is our like busiest time of year. And so that's one that we implement during certain seasons. If we're really pushing something, we'll implement it there, but you can't do it if you don't tie it and you can flag ones that you don't think are good. So if people aren't being specific, it used to just be the internal comms team going in and being like, Oh, Josh, that wasn't a good one. Like delete. Now it's everybody. Like everybody is keeping an eye on it. And they're like, mm, no, that's not a good one. God, you should. It's a dream it. scenario. This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. What was my next uh, question about this? Um, oh, is it track? Okay. So you track it. Um, one of my other clients, they had a pro, they had uh, a software that would um, essentially document that within HR files. And uh, so that when you would have your HR review, you would basically see, oh, Alex has, you know, this number of, you know, this value, this value, and this value. Is that, or you're, it's, it's not tied to HR. How does, how does HR then get connected to that or, or no? They don't. Um, We, no, we don't. I don't think it would be that valuable. It would be more like tick marks under a value. I think it's helpful for a manager to go in and like look at your profile see what you're getting but it definitely doesn't replace the feedback process Mm. and we do talk about our values constantly and particularly try to work them into um our our reviews the other thing we do at like higher levels of leadership so we have you know, senior managers, directors in our organization. We talk a lot about um, FYI, Corn Fairy for your improvement. Have you ever read this? No. uh -uh. It's more like a reference book and it is unfortunately hard to get your hands on, but it has competencies in it. And so we've identified some competencies for our leaders and, you know, EA has them for VPs and for people managers. And those are all really good. And these are more specific for customer experience people. And so it explains what collaborates mean. It tells you what's less skilled. It tells you what's more skilled. It tells you why somebody could be less skilled. And so I keep it at my desk and it's my most handy resource for giving feedback because it really helps you Mm. get beyond the situation into a deeper level of coaching. And I've found that to be a great resource. So this is, so it would be, um, here is a, here is what it looks like to, um, do a below average job of collaboration, an average job and above average. Here are the, you know, here's what that looks like, because just cause you are collaborating doesn't mean you're doing, you know, the best job collaborating. Right. Right. Yeah. And here's ways that you can improve that. And like, here's some things I want to see. Wow. That's great. That's phenomenal. Um, so what are you looking forward towards now, right? So you're in this um, relatively new role. Um, you've got a couple things going on. What's next for you? You guys have a lot of the good, a lot of the basics locked down. What are you looking to do? Because I know that you're always thinking about new things and doing new things and improving things. Yeah. 
You know, I'm bringing together this team. I'm a big F1 fan. And what I've told the team is like, we've got four different teams really coming together. And so how do we get people in their sweet spot doing work that they find really meaningful? Mm. And what I always talk to my teams about is like, none of us went to kindergarten or high school being like, I want to be the senior director of operations. Like no one aspires to that, right? Like, and if you describe your job to someone, they're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Maybe not, but <laughs> I have a lot of fun at work. You know, this is a good time to me because I'm doing things that I like with people I like. I'm doing them well. There's satisfaction, there's impact. And that's what I want for all of my people. And sometimes that means they need to change position. And so right now I'm really getting into development plans. We have lots of templates for development plans. I have my own approach um, because I've seen a lot of bad development plans where people say, I want to be a better leader. I want to get to the next post. You know, it's like mm. all about promotion. They're like, I need to work on communication. There's no specificity in that that's going to move you down the field. And so what I've really encouraged people to do is do an inventory. Like, what do you know about yourself? What does the feedback say? What are your values? What do you like? And, and to show like how much self-awareness do they have about what's actually going on and the people that know what their areas are that they need to work on and see that are the ones that address it faster. Mm. If you don't, can't acknowledge that you're a rough communicator, that, that people have a hard time working with you because of that, how are you going to address it? And then I like to set a big goal. My big goal continues to be lead and inspire people to do meaningful work. I don't see that changing. I like leading teams. This is fun for me. And then I have small goals underneath that. And sometimes the small goal takes four years. One of my goals for a long time was really becoming more proficient in finance. And that's something I have to deal with in my job. It's not my background. And so every six months, the goal would change. Like I would take a finance and accounting course at exec ed or read this book or do this program, get feedback from my boss on how I'm showing up in finance meetings and things like that. So right now I'm working with my team to get their development plans in good places because I tell them like, if you can't invest in documenting what you want to do, I can't invest in you. And I have an L&D budget and I want to spend that. And I want mm. to fill my bench with people that are ready to go when the opportunities present themselves. The other thing with this team of like meaningful work, getting my successors in place, getting my bench filled is getting wins on the board. And that means stopping some of the work. There's a lot of well-intentioned work happening, but mm. it can be overlapping. It can be duplicative. It's kind of like ants kind of all scattering and going everywhere. And it's like, yeah. let's get focused. Not my job. It's not a bad thing to say. Yeah. It's in that people have a hard time with that, particularly in a customer service environment. We are helpful people. That's why yeah. we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. So you're like, do you define like what that, what a win might be for your team in that way? We're like, Hey, we want to get the, to me, this, this speaks to the important, the, the, the problem of important, but not, uh, uh, important, but not urgent, right. Urgent 
urgent and important the you know whatever the the the, the four you know the four boxes there um so it sounds to me like you're like hey we have to prioritize and that means some of these things you can't do now that might mean some someone else does it or that might mean we just don't do it and that's some language i just want to point out before i let you answer that question that i don't hear many leaders talk about where it's like we're not doing that I like I just wish more leaders could say that because if there's one thing that I have observed Steinbee's most teams and leaders is the lack of prioritization. Okay. So what what um so uh, uh so so tell me how how do you identify that big win and then how do people how are people supposed to connect to that or do you just say this is the win and then that way you have that in your pocket as a shared understanding that you can say, hey, the fat thing that you're doing is not driving this big win or, or something like that. Tell me how that works. Yeah, I am known for my directness. Um, some people like that. Some people like that less. But <laughs> it, it's been one of the things that, that I've brought with this org. So I got my leaders together. We did this exercise where we aligned on why we're here, you know, what we exist to do, what we are working towards and what success looks like in the future. Yeah. I gave them a starting point. Everybody ahead of time, we aligned on it relatively quickly. And then we went through this exercise where we talked about what are the biggest problems for customer experience? What are the biggest problems for live fan care? What are the biggest opportunities? What are the biggest wins we had in the last year? And where did we fall short? And that's an interesting question to ask people because it's it's interesting to see how politely people show up mm. when you say like, how did we fall short as an organization? Like, are they claiming their own areas? Because we all have them. And there's oftentimes very good reasons why we fell short. Uh, and so we've been talking a lot about accountability and transparency as team norms. Then we went through by function and did it. And so like, what are your priorities? What are your problems and what do your peers need from you? So it was your opportunity to really weigh in on how your peers were prioritizing what they're working on mm. and what their problems are and what you need from them. And people's priorities changed somewhat dramatically in some cases of like, that is important, but it's not the most important thing I need you focused on. And yeah. I want people doing their highest and best use. And so there's a lot of things people can do, but everyone has something specific that only they can do. And that's where I want to ensure that they're putting their biggest focus because they're going to drive that forward the most. Right. So as part of that, we left with four priorities for the organization for the rest of this year, our fiscal year ends in April, and everyone had no more than three priorities for their function. Nice. And we made some commitments about, we're going to stop all work generally related to this. And we're going to stop these specific bodies of work. And if, you know, if you see something, say something is kind of what we left with, because there's a lot of good intentioned work that is not actually pushing us forward. It's creating friction and inefficiency in the organization. And that creates frustration. And we don't need any more sources of that. Yeah. Um, when I was an undergrad, I learned that one of the definite ways you can identify an expert is someone who is able to identify patterns and see those patterns. And I think that's what you're describing here 
And um, I can just imagine it being uh, such a learning experience to be uh, under under you <laughs> to learn how to do this stuff. I feel like I want to I want to have a, a sabbatical and just sit next to you and learn how to do all these things. You're doing. It sounds like you're doing some really incredible work. I'm not surprised, but it's wonderful to hear that in detail. Um, Alex Masters Gessling, thank you so, so much for coming on Great Mondays Radio, sharing your hard-earned wisdom. This has been incredible. You gave me a lot to think about. Um, you are Senior Director of the Live Fan Care at EA Electronic Arts. And if you want to um, find and follow um, Alex on the internet, go to LinkedIn and she is at Alexandra Masters and uh, you post a lot of jobs. So if you want to Find out uh, how you can join an amazing team like this. Follow her. Um, Alex, thanks for coming on. Any big games that you're excited about coming up that that are launching? Anything that you're you wanna Ooh. you wanna share? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm always excited about what we're doing with Sims games because that was yeah. the first video game I played in junior high. But I see things all the time that are further out that I'm really pumped about. I know my family's going to be pumped out about. And so, you know, it's fun to talk to people that want to come work here because we're always looking for all the best kinds of people. And it's a super creative company. And we look at non-traditional backgrounds of how to get people into roles. So check me out and look at our jobs. Awesome. Alex, thanks so much. It was really nice talking Thank to you. you. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.